Hello, and welcome back to How About That Crypto. You are watching your daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. I am here Monday through Friday, and I explain crypto and Web3 while keeping you up to date on all the latest. Today's news stories are Visa is going in big on NFTs by bringing in small businesses by way of a creator program. And the biggest Bitcoin bull in the world, Michael Saylor, has just took out a Bitcoin collateralized loan to buy guess more bitcoin what does all this mean not to worry i'll explain it all but first if you like the content or you don't like the content please let me know by leaving a comment below if you're listening on podcast please give me five stars and follow me if you're watching on youtube please smash that subscribe button ring the bell it helps support the channel and doesn't cost you anything just to be clear and litigious this is not financial advice this is for entertainment purposes only you can use the links below to do your own research my prayers continue to go out to the Ukrainian people and all those affected by this war. Hopefully it's over sooner than later. All right. If you've been watching, you probably already know this show is all about reporting on risk and adoption of crypto. You probably also know that I believe the only risk in crypto is regulatory risk. I reported yesterday that the EU is voting on a law today that would weigh down the industry with excessive surveillance of their customers and even their non-customers of each crypto exchange. Now, these rules, some say, are not too different from the current financial system. So let's work it. Let's walk through it. Why someone might say that. And uh, I don't know if they're right or wrong, but like, I would love to hear from you. Let's say you don't have a bank account. This would be similar to you only having a self-custody crypto wallet. So let's say you don't have a bank account. Let's now say that I want to send you money from my bank account. But since you don't have an, have an, have a bank, I have, I write you a check. This, is, this seems to be similar, in my opinion, to me having my money on a crypto exchange and you not having a crypto exchange, but having a crypto wallet. You see the parallels? The crypto wallet is basically you hold all your own money and a crypto exchange is where you leave your money. So that's the, the parallels are in order for me to send you money from a bank to you so like you pulled it in your wallet a leather wallet you put in your back pocket or if uh, you have one of those wallets that zip open like that um so if i want to move my money from my bank into your wallet or send it to you and the only place you hold your money is in your house or your wallet or your safe or whatever then that's the same thing as moving my money from a crypto exchange to a crypto wallet so if you had an exchange account, say I, I say you had a crypto.com account and I had a Coinbase account. If I sent you money from coin my Coinbase to your crypto.com account, since they both had take our IDs when we open those accounts, there would be no extra verification steps needed. Okay, let's get on with the example. If I want to send you money from my bank and you do not have a bank, I can write you a check. Since you do not have a bank account, you have to you have to go to my bank to cash my check. So if I have TD Bank and I write you a check, you can only cash that check at TD Bank if you don't have your own account deposited into. And when you go to the bank and they say and they're like, "Do you have an account with us?" and you say, "No." What do they ask you for? That's right, your ID. So, did I get this wrong? Are, the, are these rules basically the same as our current financial system? Please let me know. Leave a comment below. 
Anyways, I tend to go on and on about unfriendly laws, but the reality is the only way, in my opinion, the crypto boom in a big way is going to happen is if the government doesn't write rules that squeeze the life out of the industry. So basically, I want I would love for everybody to reach out to the representatives and come times election time is coming around in November midterm elections. And, you know, honestly, politics are kind of a side. And I mean, don't judge me on this, but uh, it's time to vote out the anti crypto politicians. So if you if you are against crypto, I am against you personally. What do you think about this? How are you going to handle this? It's coming up for you to have a say on what happens to your crypto. Okay. The other side of the coin is adoption. Adoption is on the rise like crazy. So we got risk and we got adoption. And to me, those are the two things that everyone should think about if they are investing or thinking about investing. Of course, this is not financial advice. So we talk about risk. I talk about it all the time. It's I only think there's regulation risk. I don't think there's any other risk involved. I think, you know, there's volatility, but in like, if you only pick one coin, sounds like, oh, I think Cardano is going to win, then you have adoption risk. But if, 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 if you're, if one, if I spread out and I purchase a, a handful of layer ones, a handful of layer twos, some side chains, some, some community tokens, then I've diversified myself in the space, but the space, in my opinion, there is no adoption risk. It is on the rise, unless politicians, regulators, uh, lawmakers, et cetera, they come in and they say, let's write laws that crush the industry. Now, and that's up to you to get out there and say something. Now, anyway, okay, I digress. So the other, uh, the other thing is adoption. Adoption is on the rise like crazy. Today's first news story is all about that. Okay, so let me pull that up. Okay, so today's first news story is all about big time adoption. Author Jacqueline Melanick reports for TechCrunch. Oh, let me, I'm at the bottom of it, sorry. And if you're listening on podcasts, you can use the links below if you'd like to follow along. Uh, author Jacqueline Melanick reports for TechCrunch, Visa launches NFT program as it considers the digital art a new form of e-commerce. And I wanna read the first few paragraphs here. Credit card giant Visa has launched an NFT program NFT creator program in an effort to bring small businesses into the digital economy. We've seen rapid growth in the NFT ecosystem over the past year. Kai Koi Sheffield, let's call this person Sheffield. Sheffield, head of crypto at Visa, told TechCrunch, we think NFTs represent a new form of e-commerce. The idea of a small business is evolving from the traditional brick and mortar mom and pop shops to include other independent businesses with creators and entrepreneurs who want to build digital focused companies and harness new tools like NFTs, Sheffield said. So what does this mean? This means that and that Visa recognizes that there's a lot of value in NFTs because it helps creators, people who create digital content. You know, if you're a painter on canvas, then this isn't really for you, but you could you could, there's like, uh, there's hardware like tablets, there's software where you can paint and draw on a screen and create digital art. So if you wanted to apply your talent to digital art, then this would apply to you. This is really for musicians who create their content, who create audio content or DJs or whatever. Um, 
mu people who create videos, people who create art, any sort of digital artwork, they're saying that there is a rapid growing ecosystem and they think that it represents a new form of e-commerce. So uh, one of the biggest pieces of info in this article, if, once you, if you read down into it, is that large brands and merchants have been asking Visa about how they can get involved. So this opens the door for small businesses and artists to capitalize big on their own creations in ways that they never have before. And way back, I, I did a, a news piece uh, that was coming out straight out of San Francisco where they're interviewing all these graphic designers who said, we literally never get paid for our creation. We are only commissioned to do work, create my logo, like the logo I got in the back. Like I had an artist do that, but I hand drew it myself and had them do it. They didn't, you know, they applied some creative, they applied creative, their creativity to it. But like at the end of the day, they're not just pure creating. So now they can purely create um, or they can just have another avenue to sell their digital artwork to companies and brands. It's a great way for artists to capitalize big on their own creations. So I think this is super awesome. Empowering creators and providing the infrastructure and education. This is so good. Visa has been now in addition to this story. Now that's a cool and awesome. I love to hear that. I love to hear Visa's getting in, but let's kind of dig in into like get behind this story. The big thing is Visa has been building out their crypto team. And this is a quote from the article. In December of 2021, they launched a crypto advisory practice to help clients and partners deep dive into the space. That is big time. That I think is bullish. Yes, they're they're creating this stuff, but like they're like, oh, this is a big deal. We can help like small businesses. Yes, you know, it's like, but but what are they doing behind the scenes and how is this really going to impact crypto? Well, first of all, you're like NFTs, what this got to do with crypto? Well, guess what? NFTs are purchased with what's it? That's right. Crypto. So it depends on which blockchain you're on. You might, you can buy NFTs on Cardano blockchain. You can buy NFTs on Solana blockchain. You can buy NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain, which is the number one place right now for, mar for marketplace. And in, in the marketplace is called OpenSea. And all those NFTs are built on the Bitcoin are on the Ethereum blockchain. Now, check this out. Visa also wants the marketplaces, what I was just talking about, to accept visa for nft purchases how how will this work i mean i guess someone's gonna have to settle in 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 the respective crypto based on the blockchain because nft if you're talking about a marketplace on a blockchain then the and those blockchains have a token for transactions then somebody is buying those somebody is buying and settling these trades with the creator in the native currency of that blockchain. So even if Coca-Cola buys it through Visa and they don't worry about opening up a wallet and going to it or going up to an exchange, purchasing Ethereum, transferring it to a wallet, connecting it to OpenSea Marketplace, and then buying it from buying the NFT from the creator. Well, now they could just have use their Visa credit card, Visa account. And uh, so who's who's buying this? I guess Visa might be buying. Does that mean Visa is going to buy crypto? Let me know. Leave a comment below. I'm going to keep moving. Sheffield, the head of crypto at Visa. Yes. 
you heard me, the head of crypto at Visa, as in the, they have a crypto department, hashtag mass adoption. I'm just trying to make sure everyone understands the significance of this story. Okay, so check this out. I'm going to read a couple more, par- the last two paragraphs here of this story. And uh, it says right here, there are a number of initiatives that Visa is working on to make it easier for consumers to get into the space, but Sheffield did not disclose a timeline for future NFT-focused product launches or services with the company. Small businesses and commerce play a really important role in building community in towns and neighborhoods across the world, Sheffield said. It's a friendly face you see in a local barber or local bakery local hair salon at your Bitcoin stylist. And now what we're seeing is creators are using commerce and NFTs to build like-minded communities of people all over the world that are coming together because they share a common set of beliefs or ideals. Essentially, they're saying that crypto and NFTs enable the development of communities that are spread across the globe So people can come together and affect change and they can pull their money across the world, which is way more powerful than in your state or in your country or whatever. So what are your thoughts on this? Leave a comment below. I want to hear from you. I think this is super bullish. I also think it's super awesome. They got a program that they're going to help creators and small businesses understand the space and get involved and they're most likely going to have infrastructure to help team up creators with businesses and brands. So it's almost going to be like um, a marketplace for connecting people like a LinkedIn uh, slash Etsy kind of thing. Sounds kind of big. Okay, moving on. Next article. Okay. Author Jonathan Ponciano reports for Forbes, billionaire sailor, billionaire sailors, micro strategy takes on $205 million loan to buy more Bitcoin as experts eye $50,000 price. And I want to read this first paragraph. MicroStrategy, the data analytics firm helmed by billionaire cryptocurrency bull Michael Saylor, announced Tuesday that one of its subsidiaries has taken on a $250 million loan to buy more Bitcoin and is using cryptocurrency as collateral. Again, doubling down on its unprecedented commitment to the world's largest cryptocurrency as the nascent market stages a turnaround. Okay, so the backstory is Michael Saylor is the number big, biggest Bitcoin bull in the world. They got like 125,000 Bitcoin on their balance sheet. And they and Michael Saylor is responsible, in my opinion, for egging on Elon Musk and pushing him to purchase Bitcoin and putting it on Tesla's balance sheet. And so they bought, he bought, turned around and bought $1.5 billion. You know? so, so you can thank Michael Saylor for that uh, if you are happy about that if you're not i don't know but so that's michael saylor he owns a company called microstrategies and he's been buying up using microstrategies to purchase bitcoin they've issued shares they've taken on loans so they've they take use debt to purchase their bitcoin and their average price is something like thirty thousand dollars so right now they're sitting on a cool 50% return on investment, which is nuts. Um, I think that this is kind of crazy. Like this whole concept of taking out a collateralized loan in, in Bitcoin to buy more Bitcoin. So it says in this article here that it took out, they he used $820 million worth of Bitcoin 
to get 200, sorry, to get, to get $200 million in cash to turn around and buy more Bitcoin. But the interesting thing here is the deal term requires at least $410 million worth of Bitcoin to be held in collateral, which means that he put up $820 million, but it all, he only has to retain, the value only has to stay above 410. That means that Bitcoin can drop up to 50% before his loan, before his collateral gets liquidated and taken back, or otherwise he can just put up more Bitcoin. But but yeah, I think that's really interesting. So like basically, if I had ten thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin, and I put up ten thousand dollars in collateral, and I got a two thousand dollar loan, I'm I can keep that two thousand dollars as long as my as long as my collateral, as long as Bitcoin price doesn't drop down to lawyer, it's only worth 5,000. You know, so I don't know if it's a little more complex. Maybe I can do a story about uh, crypto bank loans and the collateralized loans. But I think this is fascinating, especially because like I like the idea of not having to sell my crypto in the event that a business opportunity comes up. I'd like to loan. I like to collateral use my crypto to take out cash without cashing it out. Because one, I don't want to pay capital gains. I got crushed last year on on short term capital gains taxes. So I don't want to do that again. Uh, so I don't want to sell my crypto. I mean, I only sell my crypto if it crazy skyrockets. But the most likely thing I'm going to do with my profits is what? Buy more crypto. And then I'm going to have this massive bill. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm going to move on. Uh, okay, so this one last piece I want to read for you. Uh, resurgent crypto prices have fueled a stunning turnaround in the market over the past week. As Bitcoin skyrocketed nearly 25% amid positive developments such as, and I reported on this, Goldman Sachs' first Bitcoin option trade. Yes, that's right. Trading options. Goldman Sachs trading options in Bit of Bitcoin. And BlackRock investor note pointing out that the U war in Ukraine could accelerate adoption of digital currencies. And they also said they're talking about looking into how to provide services to their customers. And something I haven't reported on, which I probably should, is Ken Griffin, head of Citadel Securities, who settles 25% plus all trades in America. I think I read 40% at one time, but point is at least one in four trades on the stock market, he settles with Citadel Securities, which is massive market maker. He just had a someone buy into Citadel Securities and guess who they were? a crypto company. So this is massive. There are massive adoption here. If you don't understand what I'm trying to say, please leave a comment below and we can have a little uh, off camera conversation. Um, I have been responding to all these messages. And so please check out the comments, leave a comment below. I will get back to you. And now you've made it to the end. So I want to thank you for watching. Uh, if you're interested in the Visa Creator Program, I'm leaving a check. I'm going to leave a link below so you can uh, click on and apply. Let me know if you do it. I think it'd be super awesome. And uh, let me let me know your thoughts on all this. Uh, if you're listening on podcast, please give me five stars. Follow me. Please leave. Please, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, ring the bell, leave a comment. It all helps support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. Have a good day and hot along.